When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast from Wales Online. I'm Dominic Booth, back in the studio with Nathan Blake. Good afternoon. I'm Paul Abandonato. Hello everyone. Um, on the show today we're going to obviously be discussing Cardiff City's defeat at the hands of Bristol City. The Omar Bogle red card, a mind-boggling situation perhaps. <laughs> How long have you been building up? <laughs> um, and also Cardiff City's midfield and lots of questions for Blakey this week, which is great to see. Thank you all for those. Um, but only one place to start, Nathan, and that's Ashton Gate. Yes. And not the result. We wanted to see. No, not at all, Dom. Um, I was commentating on the game. Uh, wasn't sure first half what system we were playing or attempting to play. Couldn't work out whether Saul was a holding midfielder or a left side centre half in a three. I. It was almost like they were flitting between the two. Yeah, but I think that kind of confused. Cardiff in the end they they, they, they seemed to, they weren't able to gain a rhythm from it Mendes Lang going down is a killer really because I think he would have uh, what's the lad's name um, you mean the, the fullback yeah Gunnarsson is it or Magnusson Magnusson is the ice Magnusson I think he would have absolutely really trashed him no problem um, so that was that was really disappointing. But uh, they left Cardiff without their main sort of three or four players. Really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But they they still they've got a strong squad. We we've said that numerous numerous times on this show. We've said different to uh, last season where you looked at the bench and you thought you know let's be fair. Tomlin was still on the bench, so you know it's not bad. And Bogle as as obviously nicked himself a goal in the last game so and he was playing well up until the madness but um it was it was the first 45 I was disappointed with I felt they they'd done better with 10 men and handled themselves better better shape and everything so uh disappointing because you feel if they had kept 11 men I don't think there's any way they would have lost that game we'll get on to the, the madness of Bogle uh, very soon but Paul you and I did let out a slight collective sigh when the team sheet was handed out at Ashton Gate. We both were a bit frustrated that Tomlin wasn't there after he'd done so well against Ipswich, but was that understandable? I don't know if it's understandable or not, but I don't know that sigh is the right word either because I think we predicted it. Yeah, we um, did. You know, we said, look, you know, Neil Warnock will revert to tight for this game and he'll have a more dogs of war type of midfield uh, and Tomlin would be the one who has to miss out. It's a shame. Um, I, I was looking at some facts and figures after the game, and 
Tomlinson and Zahora Blakey have barely played together. Mm. They had a couple of games at the start of the season before Tomlin was substituted in them both, mm. both of which Cardiff won, by the way, against Burton and Sheffield United. Yeah. I know there's been the court case hanging over Tomlin. Zahora's been injured more recently as Tomlin's had a little bit of action. Yeah. Um, you know, this is the dream team partnership that many, Most of us many, thought. many fans think can tear mm. up the division. It's mm. a real... You know, you've got Zahora's pace and power. You've got Tomlin's artistry. Yeah. I think that's a combination that can work. I'm more interested in what you've got to say about it. But they barely feature. And I think, I really think it's hopefully now, once the international break's over, the court case is, is, is over with Tomlin. Hopefully Zahora's calf injury. Ankle. Ankle yeah. injury, sorry, is, is done and dusted. And we really want to start seeing them play together. Yeah. Well, I, games. I think it's. I think it would take a lot of pressure off um, Zahor. I really do. I think that that because how Cardiff play at the moment, or with the likes of Bryson, Rawls, uh, whoever's whoever's in behind, or even Demore. I think Lowick was probably the most creative out of the three. But whoever's in behind um, Zahor. Uh, tends to be more of a midfield type 10 rather than a box to an box. attack type 10 yeah. yeah and i think if you can if you can get tomlin in the team in that number 10 position and just you know in the holes in the pockets he's not only going to be great for zahoy he's going to be great for lang he's going to be great for hoylet because the runs they can start to make diagonally across and behind defenders as well as you know, down the lines, I think it's uh, yeah. I think we, but what you've got to know is you're gonna have, you're gonna have to give it time. It's not something that you play for one game and you might draw one one and everyone goes ah oh, well on to the next. It, it is gonna be you're gonna have to give Tomlin five or six games. I say with anyone who's not played, not featured, five or six games to get up the speed. He's the type of player in those five or six games. I would expect him to give you at least three or four assists because he's he's of that quality. But yeah, I think it's um, it's something that I can't see Neil Warnock not exploring. Then you know, it's I think it might be. It? I think it might be the period now going into December, January, February, which you know that partnership comes to the helm well, so, so, so many games isn't there and, and so many options and the, the fact that he hasn't explored this one yet is probably a positive isn't it mm. well that, that's what encourages me that Cardiff are actually third in the table and I think that these two who really provide have the ability to provide the cutting edge for Cardiff mm. have barely featured together I think that has to be seen as a positive listen I can totally get Neil, Neil Warnock's teams are based on hard work defensive resilience resoluteness and I can see why part of that mix is any three from Gunnison, Rowles, Bryson, Damore and Bambers is midfield trio, which have been the preferred sort of combinations, if you like, mm. the three of those rather than Tomlin. Um, but I I think that... I'd like to think, Blakey, that the defence, particularly with Manga, Bamba, Morrison, Neil Bennett, I think Patterson's a little bit suspect defensively at the moment, mm. but he's got pace to recover. I'd like to think the defenders are good enough to have just two hard-working midfielders in front of them mm. and then Tomlin sort of acting as a conduit between the, well, that the obviously midfield means, and the striker. That obviously means no back three and we see, we've see we seen back threes a fair bit mm. recently. And well, you could go the other way. You could go with a back three 
and I still have you two sitting in 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 midfield, and then but that allows you to have another attack-minded player in there. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? So rather than say we'll keep a back four and play three ahead of them, you can back three and play four ahead of them. Do you know what I mean? Which allows you then, I would say, you've got the strength to be able to play a back three in Bamba, Morrison, and Manga, even Connolly. You know, I think you've got added to that. You've got Peltier yeah. who can play as a centre back. Yeah. Um, How did you think the back three shaped up or, or back four, whatever it was at Ashton Gate? What did you make of, of it? I couldn't. It I could. I couldn't. I couldn't make it out. I couldn't. Like I said, I think it was um, it was confusing to me, especially first half. Second half, not so much because obviously they were down to ten men. But I couldn't work it out. I couldn't work out. Bamba was sometimes playing in the sixth position, then he would drop into the defence on like the, kind of the left hand side. Um, I have noticed, mind, there is a, a reluctancy for Morrison to go man for man with people. I don't know if anyone's picked that up, but I have noticed that that Morrison always wants or is always being told to be spare. And there was occasion, and you know, if if the management team are listening, I know they do tend to listen in. Just need to be careful. I'll be watching the tape because there was a moment where Manga actually goes beyond from the right hand side beyond Morrison because Morrison wants to say spare rather than say just pass him over because they're on the halfway line as well you know I'd understand in the final third and you know Bristol City attackers running at you don't swap over then you stay man for man but what Morrison didn't do then was switch to the right side he stayed down the centre Bruno followed him followed his man all the way across the centre and what he had was Bruno ahead of Morrison in like a midfield position Bamba's up in like a midfield position so Morrison you had like a trio if Getting you looked at your back three they were like like a dog's leg they, they weren't like you know in position and I thought right if I was what I'm watching that now if I've got pacey wingers I'm no I'm coming up against Cardiff in the next couple of weeks I'm going to do what Sheffield Wednesday kind of done I'm going to get whoever's playing on Bruno I'm going to get him to run him across because Morrison isn't then switching out and saying right we're going to keep this even and flat he's just staying spare yeah and I think when Cardiff played the back three O'Dowder and Brian were really attacking the space in between the wing backs and the, absolutely. And the, full, and the centre absolutely. backs and, and they, they do it not well you have to understand you don't actually do it to get the ball often you Taking run across you're just to, yeah. you're, you're creating the space for the full-back or the winger to come into. This may be heresy as well among you two on the podcast, but I actually, I actually think that Bruno Mangas had a dodgy couple of games. I think he was very uh, suspect. I think he was um, suspect in the game before Bristol City uh, at home. I thought he was very... almost lethargic in a way. It's, yeah. it's almost like it comes too easy for him. Yeah, yeah he's got a concentration problem. Yeah, it's not just it's not just him. I think all three. I mean, they they play well against Ipswich, but all three of them were poor against Millwall. Yeah, then they were playing that game. Mm. I'm sure they did. Yeah, they kept a yeah. clean sheet, but it wasn't convincing. And mm. again, I, th- I I thought all three were suspect. I think the I, Bristol I think well. the difference is for me with Bruno is the expectation of what he could be. Yeah, yeah, it's what we say. He could play Premier League. Could play, you know, in a in a good Premier League team. He's worth X amount of money. He's had a 
but he's still displaying the same concentration problems as he did when he first signed. Yeah? So taking people on in stupid <laughs> positions, you know, uh, not really focused as much as what you'd like to see from... I, I tell you, and I'll, I'll, I'll say it categoric, without Bamba, those other two would be lost. Yeah, a lot of fans have been saying that. Right? Thing, without Bamba, Morrison and Manga would be lost because neither of them... All three of them should be leading. Yeah? Bruno's an international. Morrison has been captain of his team before he came here and is now captain of this team. And and Sol Bamba. But without Sol Bamba, and I'm only saying what I see, I think the other two would be lost. That's borne out by the the contrast in how well Carlos defence has done pre-Bamba and post-Bamba. Absolutely. if Manga's been lost, one person who probably was lost at Ashton Gate was Omar Bogle. Paul, I thought he was really bright when he was on the pitch, but that moment of madness has not gone down well with Neil Warnock, has it? It might be a while before we even see Bogle again. Yeah, and listen, I we we watched that unfold right in front of us because what happened there was, and I'm not sure that uh, if fans who weren't at the game weren't, weren't be aware of this, Paul's not going to. There was a allowable thing. It wasn't No, no there was an instant thing. just in front of us, where on the other side of the pitch, where he was, um, he went down expecting and wanting the referee to stop play, and it didn't happen. And and the fans started baying. One of their players, Reed, embarrassed, was, tried to drag him to his feet. He so, yeah. ushered Reed away angrily. Yeah. And I could see something wasn't happening. And I, I don't know how many seconds passed between that moment when he finally did get to his feet yeah. with the Bristol City crowd baying for him for supposing... Another little team. incident happened literally just after that okay. when he got up and run. It was like a little... He, 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 he was crunched a little bit, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was smashed in a tackle. Well, I actually did right, see and he that. got the um, and you could see yeah. he got up and he got up and literally it was three seconds after that just oh, went and whoop. he just lost his rug with a ridiculous two footed challenge which cost Cardiff the game. I really thought Cardiff were going to come good and win that in the second half because they haven't played well in the first half and yet they were still up. They still went in. Ironically, I thought it was Bogle who was going to rip right. them apart, and so did I. I thought Bogle <laughs> might do something because he's had a really big last fifteen minutes of the yeah, first yeah. half. Hoyle was fantastic as well. Oh, in the in the press conference afterwards, I was a little bit shocked at what Neil Warnock said, but I credit him for what saying. What did he it. say? He said, "I haven't got a good word to say about Omar Bogle. He has cost us the game, even though he, you know it was two goals in two games. You know there was a positive there. Those were his words, pretty literally, weren't they? I haven't got a good Absolutely. word to say about Omar Bogle. He's cost us the game. Don't expect any good words about him. And I was just thinking this era of." Players, players needing <laughs> love in inverted commas for their yeah. managers. I thought it was refreshingly candid for an old-fashioned manager like Neil Warnock to come out with comments like that. I thought good on him because there were three thousand fans to our left watching that game, travelled up from Cardiff, mm. magnificent support during the game, who would have felt exactly the same way that the rest of us mm. did. What a ridiculous thing mm. for him to do. Mm. He has cost Cardiff this game because once it became. 10 against 11, that was it. Mm. Bristol said the moment they scored, which they did 10 minutes afterwards, mm. there was no way Cardiff were going to get back in that game. Mm. Mm. Um, and I thought, 
What you, you know don't what? see from Premier League managers is what we saw from Neil Warnock. A, a, you know, a manager like a Pochettino or Guardiola wouldn't call out his players like that. But Blakey, I think this comes back to things that you have constantly battled on about on this. Men about, being men, mate. If well, you're no, going to take the praise, you've got to take the criticism. But I, I think more about Warnock being so confident and completely running that dressing room. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Um, well, you know, you're not... There's no way you can argue with it. If you feel like... You know, I, I, I remember a situation with uh, Dave Jones and uh, a, a captain of mine at Wolves. And they, in, in my opinion, Dave hung him out the dry, which was, I thought was pretty scandalous at the time. And it was important because we were going for promotion. However, in that situation, Omar's situation, you're only going to... Omar's going to go home feeling I've cost him the game. The fans are going to go home feeling he's cost us the game. The players are going to go home feeling he's cost us the game. The management will go home feeling that's cost us the game, he's cost us the game. So there's no way to butter it up. There's no point in trying to dress like it up. And no point managers it. Would there are, but sometimes you just need to call it out because what it does, above anything, what it'll do is it'll make Omar think twice about going into that situation. Yeah. So when that red mist comes down next time, because yeah. we've all been there, yeah. we've all had the red mist come down yeah. and that's what happened. Yeah. When it comes down, he will think differently about his action, I guarantee you, yeah. because he knows if I go and... Listen, there are times where you retaliate where the manager will back you and say, no, 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 hold on a minute. You know, the lad's coming, he's two-footed, Omar, he's caught him on the knee, Omar's reaction, instant, your instant reaction as a human being is to lash out. Not very many people go, oh, you know, never mind, don't worry. In that situation, Neil Warnock will protect you, 100%. But when there's no, there's no justification, basically, there's no point trying to dress it up. I think it's, 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 it's that's what I would say, if I was in a dressing room, I would respect from my manager. That's the respect I would give because... He just says as it is. He ain't trying to ever pull the wool over our eyes. To me, Blakey, it was so refreshing. When I, you know, the following day we heard Arsene Wenger predictably having to go at the referee after Arsenal to Man City. Calling uh, Raheem a diver. And, and it's worth and saying that Warnock did actually have a go at the referee for a challenge on he did. Mar- that Marlon Pack, but he also, um, but he also said He also said Bogle has now got a three-game ban. Zahora's coming back. I don't Good know luck. when... Yeah, I don't know when we'll see him again. And if he doesn't get back in, it serves him right. Well, he, he carries it on. He kept yeah, it going. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, but I because thought, that's literally that's that is the case. Literally, you're now banned. Let's say Zahor doesn't come in, but you know Ward or whoever Ward comes in and scores in the next week, and then he slightly picks up a knock. Zahor comes back, mate. You'll be you're definitely behind Ward and Zahor. It, I, it, so it, like you've killed yourself, a really. Few days, a few days on, I feel more sympathy towards Bogle. I feel it as well because but there's a that anger. Game. I totally understand that anger from Neil Warnock after the game, which mm. doubtless would have been said in the dressing room to him anyway. Mm. But like you say, everybody knew it anyway. Look, you know he's protects his players. We've we've seen him. We've heard him. Yeah, we, we we've seen it. So many incidents. You know, there was a time last season where the fans were saying. You know, so Bamba should leave because of the reaction up at Burton with Neil Warnock, blah, 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 Ipswich, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. Ipswich, sorry, with Neil Warnock, blah, 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 blah. You know, it was a crazy situation. 
these things fire up. But what you've got is a manager who he's shown he'll protect not just Bam, but he's protected, in my opinion, a few players this season and last, and a few performances this season and last. But when he's staring you right in the face, it's no point trying to dress it up. You just say as it is and you get on with it. And Omar will know. Listen, I know as a player, if I play and I get sent off, whether I'm right or I'm wrong, even if it's like mistaken and it doesn't get overturned, if I'm off, what it allows is Paul the opportunity to step into the number nine shirt. If he gets a couple of goals, I then when I come back, I have to wait until yeah. Paul has a bit of a stinker. What I, I would say, just to wind this bit up, is is to say, Don, that there is a bonus to all this, believe it or not, though, and that is if Zahora does get injured or whatever, ha- has a quiet game moving forward, Cardiff actually have another goal-scoring option in Bogle. He scored two in two games. He looked really sharp in the last 15 minutes of that game. Once he Ashton scored, Gate. his yeah. confidence went through and the And I roof. thought, do you know what? He's going to start running at them now. He's mm-hmm. quicker than I thought. He, mm-hmm. can, he can win this game for Cardiff mm-hmm. in the second half. Hence the irony and the anger of what happened. Mm. You know? well, I, like I said, I was commenting, but Don makes a point that I actually got wrong on um, Saturday. I thought I was writing something, and when I seen the tackle... It looked to me, uh, Pat's tackle on Sol, yeah. it looked to me like he had gone, like Sol had gone past another, and he had taken him out accidentally. But I watched it back on the replay, and I don't know, that's not a red card. Yeah, it well, was uh, two red cards. Well, Warnock, Warnock, Warnock felt this. This is the point. This is the point he was making about having to go at the ref. He he didn't think that was a straight red. He didn't think it was as bad. Pack as was on a yellow. Pack was on a yellow. Was on a yellow. So he felt that. that well, was, it's definitely a booking. Well, then it should have been. He so, should have gone. So hence the irony was Warnock's point that that Bogle's foul was actually on Pack. Mm-hmm. You know who shouldn't have been on the pitch. pitch yeah. But, yeah. Ifs and buts, ifs and yeah, buts. That's why, it's why we love it, because it yeah. gives us t- yeah. things to debate and talk yeah. about. Ifs, buts, maybe. Yeah. And plenty more to debate coming up in part two. Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. Um, the debate subject for part two, chaps, is um, about Cardiff's midfield and maybe what the best midfield combination is. Um, before I get into this, I just want to read out um, two two records. Cardiff's record this season with Aaron Gunnison in the team mm-hmm. and Cardiff's record without Aaron Gunnison. Mm-hmm. Uh, with him, they've picked up 20 points from nine matches. Mm-hmm. That's six wins, two draws and a loss. Without him, they picked up 12 points in nine matches, three wins, three draws and three defeats. So almost twice as good with Gunnarsson in the side as without. Does that surprise either of you? I would slightly say, well, I don't know if I can really believe in those statistics, Dom, because we can we can bend statistics to what we want them to be, but I would look and say, well... These are the facts, right? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but I would say, how many of those games as... Um, for instance, Zahor be missing. Well, the, the record with Zahor is similar, but not quite as, as contrasting. As yeah. Gunnison, from the stats anyway, yeah. makes a bigger difference. I, I, I definitely think what he does is, I always think Aaron's underrated, almost. 
because I think he could play Premier League quite comfortably. Strange to say that about an international captain. I I think he's underrated. I think I do. And I think what he does is underrated. I would I would go as far as to say he's probably playing in that holding position. He's probably the best number six in the championship. I would say. Yeah, there's very few better, but. The question without him has been, they miss him. has been a difficult one. They haven't known how to balance that midfield no, without him. No, and, and 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 that's where I say, you know, you know the likes of Rolls, um, the more, you know, Bryson. It, it it's it's not they haven't really found the are combination. They, are they too similar yet. those three that you've just? I mentioned? don't know because then I think to myself, okay, well, maybe. Why not play a back three and make Halford come in and sit in that position? You know, because I thought that was kind of the thinking after last season, where Halford could play as a number six or play alongside Gunnison to give the size a bit of extra height, a bit of extra weight. Warnock clearly doesn't trust Halford as a, as a regular starter, I don't think. No, but at the moment you've, you're depleted. So at what point does he come in then? Do you know what I mean? Um, and if you're looking for holding midfielders, I would say it's only Gunnison and Halford, really and truly, who I've seen, who I would say can play that position and play it well. I don't think Raul is a holding midfielder. I really don't. No, I agree. I don't think uh, Damore is. So I, I just I look. I think well, Bryson definitely isn't. You know. So I, I look. I know Saul has played it and can play it well, in my opinion, but I think you probably get more having Halford in alongside Gunnison and Saul at the back than you would having Saul in midfield. And yeah, well, it's been spoken about opinions, the, the Bamba sort of midfield experiment. And well, he's been brilliant. He has been brilliant. Has it been a stopgap rather than something that can continue? Well, sometimes that happens during the season. Sometimes you need to find solutions and... You have to say, you know, let's be fair, Cardiff have still only lost, what, three games this season? Yeah. So, you know, the way you lost Saturday will really, it sticks in the throat because you know you shouldn't have lost it. Yeah? that that's It's the derby, yes, but you know with 11 men, you probably would have gone on and won that game. And I think quite comfortably because, like Paul says, last 10 minutes... After um, Bogle got his goal, I just I, I said on commentary, second half, they better look out because Bogle's going to be on fire. Yeah. And <laughs> he was on fire in a different way. Um, <laughs> Paul, what would you what would be your ideal midfield combination? Um, well, if we work on the basis of Hora, Hoyless, and Lang all have to play, if you want to work on that basis, I think we have to. Um, I mean, Mendes Lang's going to maybe find himself. Well, for now, on I the think. sidelines with injury or well, under pressure from Kadeem Harris when he returns? No, Mendes Lang plays. He's been far too good, far too important to, to leave out of the team. I think if we are working on that, it probably needs to be a back four rather than a back five or back three. Um, so that means three in midfield. I think you start with Gunnarsson. You, th- you also have Tomlin at the, at the tip, if you like. So it's a question of who... Plays next to Gunnison. Um, is it Bamba? Is it Rawls? Is it Demore? I think if Gunnison's Halford's a good call, Blakey. I, I, I think if Gunnison's in the team, I know you. I think if Gunnison's in the team, you don't need a Halford or a Bamba next to him because I think Gunnison does that as Blakey calls it the number six job. So I think you need a, 
a Bryson or a Rouse in as a as a runner. Yeah. I know. But I'm trying you, to free you up. Hammer I'm me, hammer hammer free, so I'm trying to free Joe up. So mine would be Bamba, Morrison, Manga, Gunnison, Rouse, or Gunnison and Halford. I'd have Demore or Bryson, Tomlin, uh, Hoylet, Zahor and Lang. So I'd have a back we're three. all saying really that Tomlin has to start in the ten position, but like we like we've said before so many times, Warnock doesn't fancy that every game. He'll, he'll have that some games, but not every week. Mm. So sometimes we'll have to we'll have to see three in there, mm. three like, more defensive options, maybe a Halford and a Gunnison together. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I mean, the, the the beauty of what I'm saying is back through with two ahead, and then two ahead of them in Tomlin and Demore, or. Tomlin and Bryson, or you know, you could put Demore or another in a deeper, wider position, supporting like a Lang or Hoyland. You've got so much options with it. Why do you think we do haven't seen Patterson so much of, um... can play as a winger or a wing back? You know, you you you've literally got options. I would say back three with two in front that gives me six defenders. Why haven't we seen so much of, of Demore? Do you think recently? Vic Mills asked this question on uh, on Facebook. Actually, he says that Demore should start instead of a, instead of Rouse in midfield. But we haven't well, seen. Well, I've 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 been a, a like a champion of of that. I I know Demore started the season very slowly. I thought it would take him a while to get into the physicality of this league, and he surprised me. I have to say, I he think he done. Huge, huge I think games. he had some brilliant games, and I just thought, okay, maybe take him out for a game or two to let him recuperate, but then let him off the leash again and, and, and get him to go because I just think like I say Rouse for me he, he's he's he, he'll tackle he'll battle um, but largely for me he doesn't affect the game enough going forward and I know you say all penalties but I think someone like Demore actually carries the ball and, 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 and moves into good spaces where I feel Rouse is very much I'll, I'll play safe then. And at some point, I always say, as a midfielder, you're, you've got to break the line, you've got to make things happen. And I just feel like Rouse doesn't do that enough then for someone as, of his experience now. We talk about Rouse burning out as the season goes on as well. Is that something... That's Paul's one. Paul's is that something that, that we can expect to see again, do you think, Paul? Do you think Demore maybe, once he's acclimatised even further to the league, will have a role to play second half of the season? Well, you know, Warnock clearly likes Rouse, doesn't he? There's no sign of him burning out at the moment. But every manager um, has, Paul. Every manager seems to like Rouse. He's played 150 games for Cardiff now. And it's not. it can't just be me who rates him, you know? I just, yeah, think, I just think there are better players there for that role. I, I like the idea of, of carrying it. This is not, this is not to disrespect, disrespect Rouse at all. He obviously performs a, a, an excellent function and has done in the Warnock planet mm. to know and because he's left footed it balances as well yeah but I just think the time's come now where Tomlin's got to be worked into that team um, what what permutation then is but we all agree that Gunnison must play absolutely um, what who sits next to Gunnison who offers the best sort of blend between those two if you like mm. Um, if Demore can carry the ball as well as Blakey says, and if he can do the more defensive side of the game, mm. then to me he's the obvious option. But you've got to, you've also got to play Bamba, Manga, Morrison, haven't you? You know. And or so do you? 
does Bamba play in the centre of mid next to Gunnarsson? I don't know. He's left-footed as well, isn't he? So these are... Mm. You can't fit them all in, Paul. You can't. You can't have a three-man defence and have two sitters and Tomlin. Mine would actually be my my if if Connolly was fit. Mine would actually any well he is. Mine would actually be Bamba would be in the central. So number three, three yeah. number three, number three at the back. At the back because it's just well balanced. Manga would be on the left, and Bam and uh, Connolly would be the right. For me, that would be my back three. Like Connolly has got so much experience. He's won it. Was he got five, four or five championship medals? His career, and I, I just think, you know, he's a very, very good player. And he, you never hear any complaints. Any manager say, so, "Oh, he's he upsets the dressing room." So you got, like so got those three. Yeah. You got two wing backs. Yeah. Yeah. You got Gunnarsson. Yeah, at home I would play with one holding midfielder. Away from home I would play with two. I would go as you've put me on the spot here, and it's all about opinion. Mm-hmm. I would go goalkeeper, obviously, a flat back four of Patterson, Bamba, Manga, Bennett. I'd have three in midfield: Gunnarsson, Demore, and Tomlin in front of them, working his socks off, mind. It's mm-hmm. part of the deal. And then I'd go Hoyler, Zahora, Lam. Mm. That's almost exactly what I'd have, but I would have my mate Joe Rowles in there instead of Demont. <laughs> <laughs> we all love someone. Oh, I'm a Lang you fan. Love, you love Morrison as well. Surely you wouldn't leave Morrison out. On form, I'd play Morrison over Manga, but I think Manga's a better player. Yeah, yeah I, I, would, I would, I'd second that, yeah. I think Morrison has been better than, than Bruno, in fairness. I, I, I don't know, I get... I, I, I look at Bruno sometimes and I think... Wow, and then other times I think, what are you doing? He's got everything. He is. He's got everything. He has. He's just got a. He, he, he reminds me sli- slightly of when Morrison played early on for Cardiff. Every mistake was highlighted by a goal, practically, for Morrison, which I felt for him a bit. So I mean, and okay, it isn't resulting in a goal for Bruno, but his errors end up being major. They're not minors. So I mean, there was a, a moment on Saturday where he could have just gone back to the keeper. He tried to shuffle his do, doing his one down the line, got lost the ball, and then everybody. And I'm just thinking to myself, there, there was absolutely no need. You know, you, you're down to ten, ten. Just play it easy. You would have thought that would incense Neil. Forty-nine times out of fifty, he gets away with that, though. I wouldn't say forty-nine. Play. I would say he's probably like. He does do it a lot, and the Cardiff fans love it when he does it. Yeah, it looks great. It looks great, but when you when when you when you when you get it's funny when it's not happening I, when it's happening too regularly. I saw then. I saw that basically he got robbed of possession, and yeah, Bristol had a you know, and, and it changed the momentum of the game. Scored. That's what it does. And I, and I was actually looking down because they were directly below us at the Cardiff dugout and waiting for them to rant at Morris at, at uh, Manga, and it was interesting. I didn't see any of them do that actually. Mm. No. Maybe they just thought, look, offering a bit of last people makes mis- people make mistakes, Paul. It, it, it's as simple as that, right? And you that know, was a needless one, though, wasn't it? It's, it's, but it's those ones that separate you from being like a top defender, or I mean, a top defender who could comfortably play in a top ten Premier League side when he's on his when he's at his best for me, Manga, but. 
he's he looks like a you know a bottom championship player when those mistakes occur. Yeah, but maybe if he was playing in a two, his mind would be more focused to be more defensively resilient mm. rather than to take these. I've risks. seen him make those mistakes in a two, also. I'm afraid. So. Well, we've barely seen him in a two this season, actually. Mm. Just just finally on this, you know, I, I also have to raise the issue of Callum Patterson, who, who, who I think we all agree looks a super player. But there've been a couple of incidents, both against Ipswich and against Bristol City, where defensively, I think oh, the jury's break, out a little mate. bit. Give no, him a I break. am. He's just I th- come back. I think he's fantastic. He's quick. He's good on the ball. Do you know who he reminds me of, Blakey? Mark Delaney when he first came through at Cardiff. He joined Cardiff from Cardiff. Ah, I see Kamal, where you're going. I, I see where you yeah. Similar, I think. There's Leggy. A class, yeah, there's a classy right back there mm. in the making. Um, I am giving him a break, but I think. Just defensively, he's been run a couple of times, which which. What do you reckon, Blakey? A bit, bit too soon to criticise. He's a bit harsh, but Paul, he's a taskmaster, isn't he? You know, you know, he's, I know that you know, better than anyone, he, mate, don't worry. Know, he's uh, Paul Warnock, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll ease off Patterson for now. Um, thanks for that. Great debate on the Cardiff City team and how it should look. And it's time for Ask Blakey in part three. You're listening to Blakey's Boot Room from Wales Online. So we'll take it away from the here and now uh, for our first question, Blakey, which comes from Jonathan Martin. How are you doing, Jonathan? He says, um, does a player who is a one-club man, will he take defeat worse than a player who moves from club to club? No, no. Everyone takes it the same? Well, I move from club to club and I just, I'll speak about, I won't speak about other players, I'll speak about myself. So, when I was at Cardiff, in fact, I go further back. When I was at Milton Junior School, when I was at Spencer Boys, I hated losing, and I mean hated losing. And that just—I think most people say, "Oh, well, I hate losing," but I mean, to the point where you want to fight someone, hate losing, and you know that's not part and parcel of the game. So, uh, Chelsea hated losing. Cardiff hated losing. And that just stuck with me through my whole career. But so it's it's. I think it's more down to the personality of people, because some people are more aggressive, obviously, than others. And your upbringing, the way you're brought up, your parents. You know, if you've got a mum and dad who are very calm and collective, and then you tend to follow suit. You know what I mean? If your mum's calm and then can blow off, and you know, really, mum and dad can fly off and got short fuses. You know, which is kind of background I'm from. Then it it it, it it's a competitive explosion. Ah, can't get the words out because it's it. Yeah, it's it's. I'm just thinking of a situation maybe where you know a striker is running his contract down, a couple of months left, his team loses. I mean, it's it's different, but I'm I'm talking like okay, let's say Ryan Giggs and Roy Keane. Ryan, Roy Keane was played for Forest before my United. Ryan Giggs was a one club man. Now, who would you say hate losing more out of those two? That's an excellent point. Excellent point. Roy Keane, you know every day. Every day and twice on Sundays. Um, back to back to Cardiff. I gotta, uh, I gotta come in on that. Got Sorry, Giggsy would have hated losing as much. I'm not. As say, I'm not saying. But I get what you're saying. The I'm, point you make. Okay, they right both would have hated losing as much as one another. But yeah. the public yeah. show of yeah. hating losing, yeah. Roy Keane would show it because Ryan's more of a yeah. a calmer kind of. Yeah. He was a calmer. Yeah. Player on the pitch, Roy right. was a, a firebrand on the pitch. Yeah. So it wouldn't. I'm not saying Ryan wouldn't have, wouldn't have taken 
Paul would have taken losing. It would be the same. Yeah, but their personalities show different ways. Yeah, so I'm saying that Roy would. But the question was a one club man against someone who's been at several clubs. Brilliant analogy you've given there. Brilliant. Moving on, back to Cardiff from Mike Brown, not the England. Rugby fullback, I don't think. Um, you never know. He asks you, and I think I've, I've got an inkling what you might, who you okay. might say to this. But he says, "Who would you, Blakey, like to see Cardiff bring in in January to bolster the the squad and aid the promotion campaign?" Is it going to uh, be? Is it going to be who you said to me last week, or is it someone different? Who did I say to you last week? You said the army from Newcastle. Uh, that is exactly what I'd like to see come in. Yeah. Okay. The and army. Why? I think because I think he would solve any problem with having to put Sol in the midfield because he can play as a deep midfielder I've seen him play it and he can control a game so he could play alongside a Gunnarsson or play if Gunnarsson isn't playing he can also play in a 8 box to box midfield position and he can play in a number 10 behind the front man position and he's of great size great stature and you know he's had a good career the only thing would be is his wages but I, if you're asking me who would I like to see come in, in ideal world, yeah. I don't think we struggle for pace now. I think, you know, we have got a lot of pace in the team. And we've got um, Kadeem, got Kadeem to come back. So there's more pace to add into the squad again. Uh, Patterson seems to have legs. So we're not struggling for pace. And it's quick. Yeah. So for me, I'm looking for that experience. Power as well. Power. Who got power, bit of dynamism, and can show leadership. It's got a bit of everything, really. And for me, yeah, that's who it would be. Excellent. We we had other questions as well from Paul Paul Grono, who asked about um, Pablo. He he asked about the the Bogle red card and whether Warnock was right to criticise. He he evoked back to the Adam Matthews situation, where he said, "Could Cardiff lose another young player?" Uh, on their hands like they did with, with Adam Matthews back in the day. Whether, whether the what, Bogle... What, likening that to Bogle? Yeah, but whether the, the Bogle situation could end up... Card- I think that Cardiff was a totally different it. scenario, wasn't it? I think uh, so, yeah. Matthews, that was Dave Jones, wasn't it? Yeah. I think that was a bit more of um, egos involved in that. I think... Listen, if I'm Omar, like I said earlier, he knows... Listen, I, 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 I hate it, and I didn't... I said it on radio. I don't like saying... It's his fault we lost the game. Ultimately, people will go, yeah, but it was. Yeah, it was and it wasn't. Because I've seen 10 men come back and beat teams before. right? And I don't think Cardiff, at any point, played to where they've been then. And it was a bit patchy. You know, having um, Peltier on the left straight away upsets the balance. Because instead of now he opening up and playing down the line for Mendes Lang he's always having to come inside and play different so that upsets the balance Mendes Lang going off early knows it all you know Bogle still finding his feet into the team um, the defence okay they've played the system with Saul going in, in midfield but that hasn't been when you've already moved Bennett's out and Peltier to the left and Patterson coming in and so it was very patched up what it was it was evident to me there was a lack of rhythm, and that's because I believe because of the changes in the team. Yeah, I didn't can use I, the word can makeshift. I, can I come in on this one? Of um, 
I, Paul, I can't remember exactly what the Ipswich, uh, what the Matthews incident was. I think it was a game at Ipswich, which Cardiff lost two, and I think he was he was blamed by Jones afterwards for the for the two goals. It certainly wasn't a sending off, um, as I recall it. Uh, I remember, you know, I now, think that was it. Yeah. yeah, now you've raised that. I mean, I remember thinking at the time we had debates in it's the office. Harsh. It was a bit of a cheap shot at having, cheap, a, go, at having a, kid, a go at a was, kid, yeah, and he yeah. was a kid. Yeah, um, Bogle is twenty four. So there's a difference in age straight away. It was a real, you know, you know, considering there was a team of really experienced players there, Chopper, Bothroyd, all these sorts of players, to pick on Matthews like that, mm. I thought was a bit unfair at the time. Um, and as Dave's got history that, with that, I'll tell you that. You know, this, you know, this, you know, this, this, you know, the team's meant to win together, lose together. Yet they singled out. Yet Dave Jones singled out a kid mm. on that occasion. This is totally different because it's not about somebody allegedly being at fault with goals. It's a ridiculous sending off. I don't. I don't think there's the. Uh, mm. There's an. And Paul, I, I'll, I'll say, uh, when I was at Wolves, Dave would often dig out uh, Lee Naylor. Which was uh, unprovoked, undeserved often. And yes, I would often speak up in defence of Lee. Because, and Dave would always say, oh, you've always got something to say. Well, yeah, because you actually, you're, what you're saying is actually splintering the team. It's not helping, it's actually a hindrance. Yeah? If, he's, if, if he is at fault or he is to blame, we'll tell him. Yeah? But you're telling him at times when we as players don't feel well that was necessary and he's not really to blame for that situation so there's a difference and I'm saying like the Matthews incident I wasn't there but if it's anything like what I experienced in the dressing room at Wolves then he probably had dug Adam out a few times in training in in games before that incident and was probably in defence of Warnock I'm more than certain that Warnock would have had a quiet word with Bogle a couple of days well, after. I think, and I, think again, I think again there's a difference because you know Dave Jones did have a real go at Matthews publicly. He, may, he probably did in the dressing room as well. I'm not sure that Warnock said much to Bogle in that dressing room afterwards. I mean, he actually said specifically. But maybe so it trained a couple him, of days I asked later. Him the question and he said specifically. There's, I nothing, there's, nothing, yeah, I, there's yeah. nothing I can say. To so him. He knows. He knows what's happened. He knows mm. he's cost the team. Blah blah blah. Well. The difference is, would Adam Matthew say it was my fault we lost that game? Probably not. I'm a young lad. You know, they're not excuses. They're genuine reasons. I'm a young lad. I'm inexperienced. I'm playing with experienced players. You can't single me out for this problem or for losing the game. Omar would probably say, hands up. Yeah, I done something stupid. I didn't cost us the game, but the fact that we went down to ten men made it far more difficult for us to get anything out of that game. So, yeah, it probably cost us the By the, the way, I'll add on to Matthews briefly. I don't know what's happened there because there was a top right back in the making, I thought. You know, he had, he had pace. I've seen him play for Wales. Mark Eden has had out of a game. Mm. Um, I always thought he was the more likely... You know, Declan John's another one. Than Chris Gunter to play regularly for Wales at right yeah. back, but it just hasn't happened. Yeah, but it, it it does. I always say my advice to young lads is young wannabe pros is I've seen pros, young pros, get professional 18, 19, play for Wales under 21s, and think all of a sudden they've arrived, they've made it. And I, I try and say to them, listen, kiddo, 
of the 20 odd players, 22 players who I played with in Wales's under 21s, I think only two or three of us ended up playing for Wales full international. So when you're 18, 19 and you've played 15, 20 games, don't never get above your station, yeah? Because so many of them do. I could tell you a story about a lad of mine <coughs> who'd done exactly that. Thought, oh, I'm an under 21, I've made it, I'm a pro, I'm a, and you, where's that kid now? I don't even think he's playing professional football. And this is going back probably two or three years, yeah? Went out on loan to a lower league club, didn't work out, went to another one, didn't work out. Actually, under 21 football is very different to full senior football. So don't get carried away. Even when you've got 50 or 100 games under your belt at senior first team level, don't think about the game that's just passed. Think, right, I've got to continue that to the next game. It, it, it is a fault where so many, I say, I've seen kids be pros for two, three, four. If you're 18 now, you can go to 23 before you're first team player. That's five years. That's like a seven-year apprenticeship, I call it. Because you get taken on at 16. And if you've not got... By the time you're 21, I say, if you're 21 and you've not got 50, 60 games under your belt, chances are I'd very much doubt you're going to make it. Well, that's a good message for um, a lot of Wales youngsters who might be playing for Chris Coleman's side in these upcoming friendlies against France and, and Panama to keep... Uh, Keep the heads level. Feet on the ground. Yeah. Feet on the ground. Right, that's the end of part three. And into part four, looking ahead, a long road ahead to Brentford. Got a question for Blakey? Tweet us at Cardiff City Live. Well, a little bit of time to pass before we do get to Brentford, chaps. But Cardiff facing a really informed team. And not in the best of form themselves, a very mixed run on the last five or six games for Warnock's side. Are you seeing this one as a another time where Cardiff put a loss behind them, get back to winning ways, Nathan? Seen it so well, often the this season. D- the back-to-back defeats... Hasn't happened yet. Touchwood and won't happen. But I think this is an occasion where it's probably, you know at its highest chance of happening because they are playing very well at the moment you know and had a few injuries be interested to see where we are with Mendes Lang because he's so important to the team Zahor I think look I think if Cardiff can get two or three of their main major hitters back it's going to bowl for a, a great game but if not if you're going up kind of patched up and you know not with your best 11, then I think it's going to be a very difficult game. But they haven't done the back-to-back defeat so far, so I would say they still got enough about them to uh, at least, at least, you know, leave with what they came with a point. Brentford may be underestimated by some, Paul, but mm. their recent run beating the likes of Leeds and Norwich, I think, recently... Mm-hmm. It shows that they're they're a decent side, and they, that like Warnock says, you they cannot, lost a lot of players as well. And you, and you cannot look over anyone mm-hmm. in this division. Yeah, they've also I, I don't know the figures without, without looking them up, but memory tells me they've also got a good record here. 
they seem to come here and win 3-2 or draw 2-2 or something. So the game's here, isn't it? So at Cardiff City Stadium, yeah. yeah. So, um, Not in this office, Paul. Right. Um, <laughs> so I just think that if Zahora and Tomlin are fit... Zahora, no, but Tomlin, does Tomlin play? I don't even know if Tomlin plays. I mean, Tomlin is not... We've got to get to the point of seeing Tomlin, and I say he's got to score more than what he has done in the past. That is my only criticism of Lee. I think he thinks too much about assisting. I think he can score more goals. But until that partnership develops, I can only see Zahor coming back in and going straight into the team. I can't see... Tomlin necessarily starting. Tomlin hasn't got an assist or a goal this season. I know he's not played a lot, but it is mm. November. Well, I, I think that, that we've got to start seeing that partnership. Um, I think at home, Cardiff will have too much for Brentford. I understand what you're both saying about Brentford doing well. Funnily enough, a mate of mine who really knows the Championship predicted to me at the start of the season Brentford would be in the top three, and I laughed. Um, we've seen them obviously plummet down the table, but they're beginning to show the sort of form that he. You know, the, the Some people laughed when we said Cardiff would be in the top three ball. Um, I think surely Cardiff got too much for Brentford, haven't they? At home, passionate crowd behind them. I think that's All exactly that. what Dominic's talking about. That's what we say, isn't it? That's the underestimating. We say, well, Cardiff will have too much for Brentford. That's you've got to what be we careful think automatically. You, be you careful do these eminently winnable home games that yeah. become, uh, as we saw you know, against Derby, against Millwall. I think if you look at the championship, it's almost like from six down, you, there's about five or six teams who you expected to be at the top of the table, and the five or six teams at the top of the table you expected to be like eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, yeah, like fourteen. Look at, look at Fulham at the moment. Look at Sheffield <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, they're not where you you'd expect them to be. Yeah, Leeds are on a free throw. You know, so it's it's to me. I think that this is the hardest, most difficult championship I can remember in the last three or four, maybe five years, because there's so many teams. I think that are capable of getting out of it. Let's have a quick score prediction from you both, and we'll wrap up for the week. Starting with the more positive Paul Abandonato. I I think there'll be goals in this game because there tends to be in this fixture, Um, and I think Cardiff will win it. Well, what do you want me to say? Five, six, six, five, four, three? <laughs> six, five. I'll write down um, six, five. Three, two, or two, 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 one to be on the conservative side. Two, one, Garda. Two, one for Paul. Okay, I'm looking at two things and they kind of cancel each other out. So the one is Cardiff haven't been beaten back to back and they always bounce back after the defeat. Yeah. But the second is they're terrible after the international break. Uh, and that's when that's the two point. losses have come. Two of the three losses. Yeah, it was Birmingham so, and Preston. Uh, well, they drew it for them, but then lost at Preston, didn't yeah. they? So, yeah. so I'm going to say they're going to break that, as in coming back off an international, lethargic and slow to get going, because I believe it's something that's been highlighted. right? So I'm going to say they're going to come guns blazing, and I'm going to go for a 2-1 victory. Did you say 2-1? You always take two words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say three-one victory to Cardiff. Then, right? I'm going to make myself very unpopular with Cardiff fans because I think we we predict too many wins on on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Brentford will nick it one nil. Sorry, I don't want it to happen, but I think it this but this one, like you said, Nate, could be the one. That was just me slapping Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's Cardiff are allowed to lose games every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Any other business from either of you before we wrap up? Uh, no, not from me. Any just... shout outs, family members, birthdays? Uh, I'll shout out to my kids. One in Bath Uni, one in Bournemouth. So. Excellent stuff. What up, Ethan and Olivia? There we go. Well, thanks both of you. And remember, you can listen to the podcast on Wales Online, on Audio Boom, or via iTunes. And you can also leave a review there as well. And remember to follow all the latest Cardiff City news on Wales Online too. But from all of us, we'll see you when we see you. Thank you.